Ain't nothing worse than a smart dumb. Hey yo! Hey yo! Hey yo! All right, welcome again to another episode of the Smart Dumb Podcast. By far my sloppiest, least professional episode. I don't know what, I mean, Carolyn, you ain't do nothing to me, but like, oh my God, I did everything to forget or stall or delay. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Oh, this, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, appreciate it. Yeah, that's why I do. I'm like, here, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm we'll too. We'll save I'm, that for <laughs> I'm too I'm I, I I'm too honest on my podcast. So um yeah, definitely welcome tonight. Um we're definitely I'm I'm, I'm glad to have a uh, special guest uh, of mine. Uh this is Carolyn, the owner of CJ's place. This is a spoken word artist, a performance artist, a a um, novelist like a, a mother. You you got a lot of you got a lot going on. Like <laughs> Like, I'm just letting you go. You yeah, right, go. right, right. I feel that. That's 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 what I got. So 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 jump in. That was my double dutch. Your turn. What else? What we? Um, I don't know. I just say good person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I strive more for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you cross that. Yeah, definitely check that box off for sure, for sure. So um. So, Carolyn, I feel like I know this, but I, I don't remember. So, you know, we're going to do it. Where are you from? I am from Baltimore. Oh, you're from Baltimore. Okay. Yes. I was my mother's first child born okay. in Baltimore. But I have older brothers and sisters, but all of them are from New York. Oh, okay. So, Very nice. Very nice. What part yeah, of New York? The first one in Manhattan. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. What part of New York? Manhattan. Manhattan. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that the first time. I heard something completely different. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. That's good. That's good. All right. All right. So, so Baltimore resident, born and raised, you know, doing a lot of what you do basically, uh, uh, you know, locally, like, you know, in the hometown. Um, so, like I said, there's so much going on with you, like, you know, flip a coin, roll a die. What, what I like wanna? that. I try to have my life like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when a lot of balls are up in the air. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what? Like, yeah. What? Why? Like, do you do you feel like did you grow up not you know not able to stay you know like always felt like you had to do something or you always wanted to stay busy? I I'm gonna tell you when I was younger, my whole family knows I was the nerd. Like I forced everybody to play school and I always wanted to be a teacher. I used to cut out the people from like the Sears catalogs and the JCPenney catalogs and we used to write the names of the people on the back of them and I would line them up on my twin bed and that was my class and my <laughs> sister's bed next to me she had her class like we just cut people out and it is so funny we have laughed about it because we knew their name without flipping it over. Like that's how much we played school. Oh, wow. The people right. knew the order. Class. So that's weird, but you know, it's what we did right. for fun. Hey, safe space over here. 
Yeah, we didn't have anything to do. That's right. We could entertain ourselves. That's so. right. That's right. You had That's... to learn to get creative. Yeah, and when I was in school, like early on, I like playing. Like I always like acting. Period. Mm-hmm. And I used to imitate like Carol Burnett and stuff like that when I was like seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Like I could just imitate people on TV and would entertain my family and just put shows together with my sisters and stuff. So I've always just been into like performing yeah, and yeah. wanting to perform and be funny. So. Right, right, right. And I feel like that was the one that we were going to start on. You read my mind. Like, it seemed like the performance pieces is, you know, kind of, it seemed like that's you growing up. So you already kind of talked about the genesis of it. Um, and I, and I, maybe that's probably even, that's probably when you knew, like, that's, you wanted to keep it going. Yeah, really, the moment that made me know when I wanted to actually be on stage when I was in the, I think, sixth grade, because I was about 12. So I think I was in the sixth grade and I did a speech at, you know, an assembly that I had to learn. And that moment, I always talk about that moment when I'm teaching classes because that was a very defining moment for me mm-hmm. because I realized I had the audience in the palm of my hand, that all eyes were on me, everybody was quiet, and it just like all of a sudden dawned on me, oh my God, like I'm doing my speech and I'm checking out all right. of these eyes were on me, and I love that feeling. Yeah. It, it was just like a feeling like, oh my God, this is, I, I felt very powerful in that moment. And that initially is what literally sealed the deal for me as far as wanting to perform, yeah. like being on stage. And I mean, I people always think I don't have stage fright. I do always <laughs> have stage fright. And I always say the worst moment is the second before you walk on stage that is the worst moment but as soon as you're on stage and you take that breath to do whatever you're going to do whether it's acting spoken word whatever then it starts to feel like home like i'm comfortable now okay unless i'm forgetting my lines (laughs) (laughs) if i'm forgetting my lines then it's like Holy crap! I'm with right. the words. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Now we now it's trying to get and so you know you and I just talked like my most recent um open mic performance. That was the first time in a very long time that I actually no, that's not. Tr- that was yeah. the first time in three months that I have messed up because I definitely messed up at your uh hosting at uh at at at, uh, at your um at CJ's place, which we'll get into, but. Even with that, even in the middle of like, okay, I thought I had this memorized. I don't. That even, I was just like, all right, whatever. I'm on my phone now. Like, I didn't tense up then, but like, yeah, the nervousness leading up to it still feeling like, okay, nah, I got it. Nah, I got it. And you get started. It's like, okay, I don't got it. Whatever. I don't have it. I don't have it. I'm here now. I'm not going to sit down. Before I knew to bring my phone, I knew to pull it up, you know, have it ready just in case. So, you know, here we are. Let's keep it going. So, yeah, I get it. And it's like you, to me, like sometimes those are learning moments. But honestly, 
everybody says, you know, practice, practice, practice. Even in the best scenarios, you can, the risk, especially, and the older I get, that's another thing. The older I get, I'm realizing at any given second, this crap can happen to you. And it is terrifying to me now. It almost scares me that I don't want to take a role in a play because I'm scared that's going to happen. And because I'm so hard on myself, if I'm going to be working with somebody that is not a seasoned actor or actress that can't, they don't know how to get me back on track, that's a problem. (laughs) Because you want to be on stage with people that know how to bounce off of you or give you a line that'll kick it into your brain. You know what I mean? Right. And if you're working with people that are new at this or fresh, <laughs> brand new actors, they won't necessarily know how to do that. Yeah. So that's that's a little scary to me. I get that. That yeah. I was gonna say at first I was gonna say that that is the difference. Like like I said, me, my 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 cue card was my phone. But like with you, like nobody's pulling out their phone to act or whatever. But then you made that. <laughs> it's like you got ninety some pages of dialogue. Exactly, it's right there. Yeah, That can be painful. Yeah, yeah. Like, but and and so like you said, the one lifeboat is a is is your partner, is your fellow, you know, your co, you know, your co-star, or whatatever the other actor. That's that right. Can act Somebody that's but like, they, they got to know that. They got to know to do that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And no, that's good. So now, where did where'd you go to school? I went to Walbrook High School here in Baltimore. That was like a relatively new school when I went there. And they had communications, they had theater. So that was like a big thing. Like nobody in my family majored in theater. And I majored in theater slash communications because on the communication side, I took journalism. And I really thought that's what, you know, I knew I liked writing. So I just did that as my major. But everybody in my family, my father was really big about making, it was nine girls in my family and Mm -hmm. one boy. So he was big on everybody taking business. You're not going to get a job majoring in theater, that kind of, you know. And it was like frivolous to him. <laughs> that, what are you going to do with the theater? I'm taking theater. Like, and, I, and it was a big deal in my house. And I left home actually at 16 years old mm. because it was always this thing going on that I'm, I couldn't do what I really wanted to do. Right. And I mean, I know that sounds horrible. It just sounds like a hard-headed kid at this stage of my life to tell people that. But what it did for my whole life, it convinced me that I can do whatever I want to do if I put my mind to it. Right. And all of the jobs I've ever had have always been good jobs. Like, I've never had a crappy job. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. it's because Must be nice. I, I was smart. I was always, you know, and got good grades. 
I graduated salutatorian from high school. It wasn't anything that, that that's what pushed me all the time, that I felt like inside of me, I knew what I was capable of. So it kind of like, <laughs> I, I don't like to say it when my kids hear it, but it kind of pushed me to say, don't do what I, don't do what I say do, do what I did. <laughs> because I, I always tell my kids, I didn't go to college right after high school. Well, I did, because I won a year scholarship for a writing contest. Okay. I did one year at a community college um, because they gave me, you know, I won a year of classes. So I did that, but then I started working. Okay. So... You know, I tell my kids, I didn't go to college until they were in high school. My old kids were in high school. And they saw how I had to go to school. I was up three o'clock in the morning doing my papers. And, you know, when they would sleep, because that, that's the time it was quiet. And I could, you know, do what I needed to do. So I never allowed them to, like, give me an excuse for stuff they did or couldn't do. Cause I was doing every day. <laughs> so I was like, okay, if I'm doing it, I got a job, I got a family, you know, I, they knew I didn't want to hear any excuses right. from them. Right. So. Right, right, right. And I mean, I've had the pleasure to meet, um, you know, I know I've seen one of your sons repeatedly. Another one came to surprise you from, uh, you know, hung out out of town. It was definitely, yeah. uh, it's good to see you or your family element. Yeah, you have a really dope family. I definitely say that. Thank you. I kind of love them. <laughs> they all right. <laughs> this sounds good. Yeah, you're supposed to sound tough, but it's okay. They'll see this. I'm yeah. And the, the good, funny thing about it is my kids are all artistic. Yeah. Like my daughter always danced. Um, my oldest son, he draws, he does spoken word, even though he doesn't like to perform. But he writes. He's really a good writer. And my youngest son, he draws as well. Okay. He did graphic design, but he majored in engineering in school. And he, that's the one that's in the military that came from Germany. So, you know, I'm proud of them. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. That's very good. That's very good. So, segue. So, as far as you know, you did. You know, you've had your performing for a while. You, you know, it was your focus. So, so the high school had majors? Yeah, in high okay. school. Wow. You major in, like, communications. You could major in art. I mean, like, it was yeah. wide open. Yeah, no, that's but, cool. So, but every school didn't have, no. they pretty much had, like, general education. But in Maryland, we pretty much have majors in high school. Oh, okay. You can right. select a major. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, you're doing your thing there. And so um, you, you're in the workforce fairly early. You're, you're, you're performing. Um, you know, spirit is still there. Um, what, um, what, you know, those early few years, those 20s and all that, like what were some, you know, from stage highlights or performance highlights? Um, well, I started... In high school, 
I was going like right after high school I, because I acted, you know, by being in theater. Right. I was on the stage a lot in high school, but right after high school, I was, well, even during high school, I was down at the Arena Players, who was one of the things that's like the oldest black theater in the country. Mm, okay. And they had a lot of programs there. Um, my drama teacher in high school used to teach down there um, as, as well. So it was easy to, you know, get in doing plays. Um, and even though I was never in a show, I was always doing like backstage, right. around the stage, above the stage, <laughs> behind the stage. So that really taught me a lot about the full experience to theater. Like I had studied it in school, but to stay in it, um, you know, after high school was really a good tool for me. And then I got with other acting groups, like um, it was a group called the New Baltimore Minstrels that a friend of mine used to run, and he's passed away recently. But um, I got in that group, um, and my drama teacher is still my friend today. And so she has performed in plays that, you know, I've helped out with. So that's pretty much like the earlier experiences. Um, and then in 2005, that's when I started all that drama Okay. for myself. And that was because I wanted to do a summer camp, a performing arts summer camp. Like, I need something to do. And <laughs> I was still working, but I was teaching theater arts at uh, my girlfriend had a dance studio. And she asked me to come in and teach theater because her husband did music, she did dance. So we kind of put them all together mm-hmm. at her studio and I did classes there. And it's like, I wanted to do a summer camp because she did a dance camp. Right. So I looked around, found the place to, you know, have it at a church actually. And I did my first summer camp. And my job at that time allowed me six weeks off to do my camp and still come back to work. So right. that was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that all aligned very, very nicely. What um what motivated the name All That Drama? Because I have always been known, in case you haven't seen that in my house, I have always been known as the drama queen. And I always say, what is the bad thing about being a drama queen? Because that is the best thing in the world to me. Like, the more dramatic, the better. Like, the more you're going to make people feel it. So I never mind, you know, minded that title. Yeah. But it basically is you're so dramatic. Like, all you got to bring all that drama. That's what drama is. (laughs) Like, bring it. You gotta bring it. So I just like that. Yeah. No, no, I like like that. Now, outside of the performance realm, do you feel like you're just somebody who just, you know, enjoys being the center of attention? I actually don't. Okay. Like if I'm at a party or something like that, I'm usually not the one that's out in front. Yeah. I like sitting back, kind of watching everybody. And this is why I said people are surprised 
that I'm more introverted than an extrovert because during my younger years, I always wanted to be like, I was just that person. And I had uh, one of my English teachers told me one day, I I recently was talking about this to my girlfriend. I remember my English teacher. I was walking down the hall and I had a couple of my girlfriends with me and she pulled me to the side and she said, you are a leader. So what are you going to make people why are people following you? Like, what are you going to make people, how are people going to follow you or something? Mm-hmm. Like, the way she worded it stayed with me my whole life, basically, yeah. because yeah. she was like, people watch what you do and follow you. So where are you going to lead you them? That's powerful. And that has always stayed with me. And I, at that time, I felt like she was kind of like scolding me almost the way she said it. Right. But I I understand what she meant. And you know, later on as an adult, I understood that. And it it has always like made a difference. Like if you're going to do something different than everybody else and you want people to get on board because people will follow you, where are you gonna take them? Right. What are you showing them? Right. And so that's how I feel about pretty much everything I did. Like if I'm teaching a class, don't just learn what I'm saying. How are you going to put it into practice in your own life Right. so that it makes a difference? And I care about that. Like that's something I'm very passionate about. Even at CJ's place, I'm, you know how I go off. <laughs> like I'm passionate about it. So it is what it is. <laughs> now, there's one um, kind of, you know, anecdote. I don't know if that's the best word. Um, as far as you, when you talk about people and they want to get into character, I, I think you know, you know, can you speak on that? What is that? You know, when you're talking about somebody's trying to get in character or do their performance, what is the very, very important thing that they need to know? What do they need to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like trying to get in character? Yeah, yeah. You can't do what? Well, first of all, my number one rule. Yeah. You cannot stay who you are Mm -hmm. if you want to become a character. Right. You have to be completely willing to let go of your ideas of who you are and move into a character. Yeah. Because as and, and you see this especially when I teach theater art, if somebody is shy, stop. It's already like, up. Oh, look at this character. This character is screaming at the person, or this character is doing XYZ. So why did you walk on stage? And now you're, I don't wanna, I don't know how I, cause that ain't the character. Mm. <laughs> and you can see it. And when you can convince people, the only way you're going to become somebody else, you gotta forget who you are. Mm. Because who you are limits you from becoming somebody else. Yeah. And to me, the joy of acting 
is you can be anybody. You can inhabit so many, step into so many different shoes of different characters. And I like feeling what those characters feel like. Mm. Like it makes me happy to really study the lines, to think about how this person interacts in a story, you know, and you only have the lines that the author gave you. You know what I mean? You you really only have the lines or sometimes they put movements and, you know, it'll tell you certain things right. in the movement, like how they move around the stage. But right. you basically make that character come to life by literally looking at how they interact with other people. Yeah, yeah. And sure. so you're creating that character based on that. I mean, sometimes, you know, the director gives you, they want this character to be this or that, and they'll tell you, this is what I do or what you're supposed to do. But to me, that's the fun in acting. Right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times those directors are actually going off of something you started. Like, you yeah. probably tried something. They say, okay, I see where you're going to try to I shift like here. that or so I didn't like it. you still are driving the, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, and I like that. I like when a director says, "Hey, you take the lead," but if you're too left or too right, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? They kind of rein you back. Sure, but, sure, sure. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. fun to me. Right, there, sure. <laughs> what? So historically, you know, cross, you know, cross, you've been doing this, you've been doing your thing. What are what are some examples? What are some of these characters that you enjoy just throwing yourself into the role of? Huh. <sighs> I always thought I would be in soap operas. That's something I always used to think about, like how much dialogue they get a, a week to do a soap opera. They're learning. You're constantly learning lines. That's true. Because the way they shoot, uh, you know, it's all done usually like on a week by week basis. Mm. So the script is changing and you know once i got older i realized that's not the best thing in the world but i mean it's a lot of characters that i've seen like mrs trunchbull <laughs> that's hilarious you know who that is yeah matilda right on um matilda yeah yeah oh my god like it's like oh my god i'm gonna have that role <laughs> Because I've played um, in The Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz. And we did The Wiz, you know, the Black version. And I actually adapted a script when I was working with um, the girl, Larise's Dance Studio. We adapted, well, I adapted the script of The Wiz so that, um, you know, we could have a shorter version of The Wiz. Okay. And um, that was fun. I played the Wicked Witch in that. And I just loved it. Like, we literally made the kids drag me. It was like six little 10-year-olds that dragged me off stage. <laughs> and I had, I was way bigger, you know what I mean? Right. And I had like this big pillow in my butt. So when I walked, it was all coming up and down like this. 
And I had them like after I died, like I died center stage and they had to take me off and they were dragging arms, legs. And I kind of like rolled myself, which was fun. It was just for the right. sake of being funny, but Warm I literally right. rolled myself and said, keep pulling, keep pulling, keep pulling. <laughs> <laughs> because they were struggling. It was like... But it was fun. It's like I've done so many stupid, stupid things. I've done um, Marion Sam. I played Little Ab in Little Abner. If you ever have seen, that's an old show. Yeah, that one I don't think. Okay. Yeah, but I played a man, Marion Sam. Okay. In that play in high school, that was that was different. Like it's like you have to think I'm not a woman. Yeah. I'm playing it as a man. Like, how would I play a man? So there's a little, you know, it was a line in there where I actually made a comment, like flirting with the girl um, that I was on stage with that right. played, um, you know, was the main character. Right. And it's like just how you have to think. Like, you really have to fully inhabit the character. Right, right. It's like everything about the character. So if I'm a man, if I'm playing a man, then I gotta, you know, it's like how you almost have to force yourself to think about how you move, how you talk, how you interact with, you know, the person. And that's fun. (laughs) Believe it or not, it's fun. Now, my my acting highlight was in middle school. I was was Huckleberry Finn. And and our and our Tom Sawyer uh, Tom Sawyer play, so you know it was uh, I was actually so you got acting chops. That's what you yeah think. <laughs> yeah yeah. No, I was doing my thing back there. Yeah. So I um the the two first of all this this middle school I was in Minnesota at that time. I think I was actually one of two people two black people in my class. So like yeah. So maybe the you know I don't think that was a fir- affirmative action didn't exist. I think I actually earned the role. <laughs> and um. And second, I, did they ever record that? Did anybody record or it wasn't being recorded at that time? No, no, we still record. I just don't know if it exists. It's a, it's a VHS somewhere. Yeah, I had to ask my folks. <laughs> I don't think they have. I would I love to love see to that. See I remember it. so much though, but I would love to see. You know, it would have been it would have been amazing to see it recorded. But the second, I also would have shout them out. Like we, there was no nigger gym did not occur nowhere you know? <laughs> and i think that's very important like thank y'all for not feeling like oh for artistic intent no you, no don't do that so yeah now that was by far i actually opened like i opened a play and had a monologue like it was oh. crazy yeah it was crazy Ooh. i tell this story often and uh so i did my thing and tom sawyer was gonna come up behind me he fainted during my performance for real oh. for real yeah, so like, but they got him up and got him together right on time. I didn't know till after the show. Oh <laughs> so they got God. him up and he got right and came out. We did our thing. Nervous? What happened? I don't, I guess so. Oh, I my guess God. so. But that's, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> yeah, but that's your, that's the, your point. I mean, this is like a, he's a, he was multi, you know, pretty multifaceted. He was a, a athlete and all that. So this is somebody who's used to performing. Yeah, and still a play got him to his nerves. You know what I mean? Because that's happens. Like, yeah, this is, this is different. It so, happens. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It happens. I got 
I think I have one more drama question for you. What is what are one or two roles that of somebody else you've seen who you feel like they just did a fantastic job of leaving themselves and becoming whoever it is they're supposed to portray? Whether it's you know I don't know how much movies you are. I know you're a stage person. Who 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 who? Let me think about that. You should have you should have told me. I'm supposed to write that one down. Yeah. I gotta really think. If you wanna, you know, if you wanna have that in the back of the mind, we can keep moving. It's up to you. Okay, I would have to think about that. Okay. All right, no, we'll come back. I don't know like right offhand who I would say was really like I love Viola Davis. Okay. Yeah. And here's this conversation that I I don't know if it was me and you that had it, but the people that the actresses, the black actresses that people say they're the same in every role that they play. Mm-hmm. Like I had the conversation with somebody about Sanaa Lathan. Like I really love Sanaa Lathan. And she has been different in the roles that she's played, but because it's similar, they assume she's the same character over and over again. And it's the same with Taraji Henson. Like, Taraji P. Henson, she has been different characters, and I'm not really a big fan of Mm -hmm. hers, I hate to say it, but I'm just, I haven't really been a big fan of hers because I feel like she is kind of playing the same <laughs> role, everything. You know, that she's been typecast as kind of that ghetto girl kind of mentality, and I don't like that. Yeah. So it has kind of turned me off, you know, from her. But I've seen her do different roles now. Okay. When she was in um, the movie, what was it, um, the, where she was, she had the white guy, um, I forgot what the name of the movie was. Um, but she was in like she was the black lady and the white man was didn't want the blacks to do something in town. I, I forgot what it was. Okay. But she was good. I felt like she really did a good job in that movie. Okay. So it depends on what you're looking for. Like if you don't look at everything about them, how they play, like sometimes it's subtle things like how they move their body or certain body language that they use that you can see they're a different character. Like they established that movement specifically for that character. And if you're not paying close attention, you would miss things like that. And that's why I said Sanai Lathan, she's done a lot of movies, but people tend to think she's the same character she's just being herself in every character and i don't think that and i'm horrible when it comes to theater because i told you i will pick a show apart (laughs) i almost can't enjoy the play because i'm up on the top i'm on the stage i'm looking at the furniture i'm looking at the people like every single thing about the show i'm literally like critiquing in my mind and that's why i don't like a lot of these like (laughs) i don't want to say i don't want to say bad shows but i i'm there i love professional theater 
like more professional theater because I know it's going to be a good production for the most part. So I'm spoiled. <laughs> I'm spoiled. And I always want plays, like even the shows that we've done at Chesapeake Arts Center, I feel like our plays have been very professionally done because we look at all of the, you know, the, the full theater experience. So everything that happens on stage, we're, you know, monitoring those things so that the people sitting in the audience can get a professional play. So I think it makes a difference. 